KIRO AM Seattle. KIRO FM HD2 Tacoma. 710 ESPN Seattle. The voice of Seattle sports. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. And good morning here on this Saturday on a very, what's going to be a warm Saturday. It's going to get warmer as the weekend goes on. Hope you're going to have a chance to get out, enjoy everything else. But in the meantime, we're going to take your phone calls at 866-979-ESPN. 206-421-ESPN. And, of course, here to 11 o'clock, Gary Hill from the uh, Mariners Broadcasting Team will be uh, joining us at 9.30, Dave Grosby at 10.30. But let's get to the headlines. Well, Mariners got a 5-1 to one win over the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. That's back-to-back win, so they've already won half the series so far. They'll continue along at 7-10 tonight. You say Kikuchi pitched a great game. Good timely hitting, and now the Mariners are at 500. So that seems to be very encouraging for this team. In the NBA, the Clippers get the uh, trip to the conference finals. They got a 131-119 win over the Utah Jazz, so they win the series in six after a horrible choke job by the 76ers the other night, blowing a 26-point lead. They were able to bounce back and you know get the win over Atlanta, uh, 104 to 99. So now they are going to have a Game 7 on Sunday in Philadelphia. So that deal is now heading into that. And so NBA is starting to go on this long, long season, <clears throat> which I know LeBron James is not happy about because he thought that with the two months off that there was just too much, too many games, too many different things. And, of course, they're already out of the playoffs. So that's not necessarily good. And those are our headlines. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to JB in Renton. Hey, JB. How are you doing this morning, Mr. Clayton, on a fine Saturday morning? Doing well. How about you? But first things first, happy Father's Day and happy Juneteenth today, Mr. Clayton. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey, let's talk a little bit about football. A team that we don't talk too much about all the time, but it's got some ties coming in with new coaches. Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell taking over down there. Aaron Glenn, the D coordinator, Campbell, the head coach, taking over in Detroit. It's going to be a disaster. You think so? Well, I mean, first off, uh, you know, we'll we'll see how Dan Campbell can do, uh, you know, because he's probably one of the least accomplished players. you know, head coaches have got the chance to go. He, did, he was, you know, filling in as a interim coach down in Miami a few years ago. But that team has totally tore down its talent base, and so they don't have any talent. I mean, right now, I think they're the True. second worst team in football. You think so? You think they are? Yes. Right now, I mean, they, I mean, Jerry Goff. I thought Jerry Goff. He was not the guy. You know, he, could you could you could you say that? Sean McVay didn't bring his progression along good enough in, with the Rams. Well, Sean, Sean McVay got him to a Super Bowl, so uh, and then I, I mean, he got him. Yeah, but then he oh, started sorry, to. Yeah. You know, Sean started to work on the other positions, and then uh, you know took a little bit of time away from Jared Goff, and he got worse and worse and worse. Yeah, yeah, but but maybe you know going to Detroit, okay, where expectations are not that mm-hmm. high because you got a. a a coach that's unproven, like you said, in Dan Campbell, Aaron Glenn coming as a defensive coordinator. Right. They got a couple other parts working. They, I thought they did pretty decent in free agency, you know, to get, to get some things holes filled. The draft they did okay, you know. It just 
maybe maybe going back to basics of them running the ball, playing good defense, just to get Jerry Jerry Goff's feet wet a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you might have. I'm not saying they're going to be a, win that division. I think I think that division, as far as concern, is between Chicago and, and Green Bay. Yeah, I, I think they're going to have the second. I think they're going to have the second pick in next year's draft. They're the that possibility bad. they could. Yeah. It, it, it can't get no worse than what they were doing before. Matt Patricia. Uh-huh. You think it's going to be worse than what Matt Patricia was doing? Well, no, Matt, the players did not like him at all. I mean, he alienated most of the players and just was not a good head coach. And so, uh, and, and that's one of the problems Detroit has is that they keep changing. They don't change coaches as quickly sometimes as they should, but they don't necessarily hire good coaches. They don't have the right guy to get the job yeah, done. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I agree there. That, that's one of their issues they have. I, I think some of the times some owners try to overemphasize on certain play, certain coaches, mm-hmm. and they don't get the right guy to do the job. Right. And that's been Detroit's problem for a while. And that's ownership. You know, that's that's ownership more than anything else. Yeah. Oh, bad ownership. Yeah, I think. Yeah, some some get a good GM in there. Sorry, what you say, Mr. Clayton? Yeah, that would help. Yeah, you get a good GM in there. Let him pick his coach. Mm-hmm. His guy that they can work together and get that done. And you got to let that process work. I think a team that, that does that well, and, and it is to believe that what the last 50 years or maybe 40 years, they only had three coaches. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. Three well, because they, they, what, they, hire, they, they hire good coaches and they support them. Yeah, do good or bad. Mm-hmm. If they have a down season, they don't just react and fire the guy. Right. Yeah, they have a good season. They praise him and they keep praising him, even good or bad. They'll keep him in that. They know, they understand when you have that. When you have that stability at home, you you tend to work better. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's the same thing. I think going on in Atlanta with Arthur Blank. Mm-hmm. He just the fans respond. He gets rid of his coach. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's you the know? problem because then what ends up happening is that uh, you come in with a new coach, then they start going to a different scheme. The, then you have to get the talent to fit the scheme. You know, like for example, it's like in Detroit. I think they're going to use a little bit more three-four defense, and they're not a, a three-four team. So now they have to readjust everything, and uh, you know, get you know outside linebackers uh, who can rush the passer as opposed to linebackers, and you know they don't have good linebackers as it is. You know, then you have to take a Trey Flowers, and does he have to play linebacker, defensive end? I mean, you know, those are the things that really set you back. And then you know, you keep changing anything on offense. I mean, you know, they lost their two best wide receivers in free agency, didn't resign them uh, you know Matt Patricia and the former general manager you know they kept on trading away some of their better players you know Golden Tate and uh, Quandre Diggs and guys like that it's like uh, it would, you know you can't you're supposed to gain talent not lose talent and this year they totally revamped everything and so I thought they lost more talent than they gained true it makes more sense if they going uh, they're gonna which Matt Patricia was running a hybrid four three three four defense then mm-hmm. maybe they're looking at the personnel what he left is what they got to go with as far as that because I mean to go to a four three defense you got to get some edge pass rushes you got to get a three technique you know you can keep the zero yeah. but you know if when you start to go to that that direction you got it like you said you got to make sure that personnel is there right 
And when you don't have that person out, they might just have to take a year taking some lumps and bruises. But to get to that, they got to make they got to do better in the draft mm-hmm. and do better in free agency to, to start building that building what they need, you know, over there. That that now talking about another team like that, the Jets. Yeah. Do you think do you think they'll start to just let the dust settle, keep the coaching in place? They got the they got the young quarterback. Do you think that they'll have a, a, a little better look at success coming up? I think they're getting better, yeah. I mean, they, they, they still have very little with the cornerback position, but I thought that they got some some good uh, rushers. You know, they're going to go to a 4-3 defense with Robert Sala coaching, the former 49er defensive coordinator. Uh, I thought that, uh, you know, they have, they're have okay at wide receiver. They're still shaky on the offensive line. But uh, you know, when but it, the big line that I use with them is that on the 53-man roster last year, they only had run one Pro Bowl player, and that was what 37-year-old Frank Gore. That was it. That was terrible. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, that was awful for them. I, I, that's another thing. Does, does the Johnson family recognize what they're doing to that team? No, probably not. Well, first off, I mean Woody Johnson was over as the uh, British ambassador for Donald Trump yeah. for, like, what, three, four years. So he was away. Uh, the brother didn't do a good job of running things. You know, uh, Adam Gaze did not do a good job of coaching things. Now, I think Joe Douglas is doing a decent job of getting talent. I thought he had back-to-back good drafts. He didn't do well in free agency last year, but uh, this year I thought he did pretty well. So they are getting better, but, again, it's going to take time. You can't turn things around. Yeah. No, success doesn't come overnight. The same thing with the Houston Texans right now, right. having that situation down there. Now, you know, I, now if anything, I thought you'd say the Houston Texans, well, Deshaun Watson is still there pending his, his legal situation. A, anything looking at it, they got a horrible way of looking at things oh, right horrible. now. They're, 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 I think right now they're the worst-run franchise in sports. I agree. I agree. I've never seen nothing run like that right now. And the, and the way that they're going right now, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna tank that team. Oh yeah, they're already tanked. I mean, uh, you know, they're, they're, they'll struggle to win two games. Is that? And we're going to a seventeen-game season, right? Yeah, you should be able to get your least. If, if you got a team that goes two and six, two and fifteen, Mister Clayton, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. That is horrible. I mean, I mean, Detroit did it. Uh, we were just talking about they went zero and sixteen. That was just putrid that was terrible but I, I they've got to change that around as far as that's concerned in houston they picked up a couple of decent players in in, in free agency that came around Who? i mean mark ingram huh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I know what you i know what you mean about him he could be on the downside of his career right now he's not all that you know mm-hmm. they, they were they received brandon cooks the receiver i mean he was pretty productive last year i mean he's Barring his, his situation, if uh, if the court, Deshaun Watson gets his head right, he, he's you know he's well, Deshaun Watson's like the fifth best quarterback game. in the league. I I'm, I'm just getting the feeling he's probably not even going to have a chance to play this year with his legal problems. You, they're not going to hold back on his problems, Mister Clayton, until after. Well, I mean, right now, after, right now, he's not going to be deposed until February twenty second of two thousand twenty two. And, you know, they're not settling any of the 22 lawsuits, according to the attorney. So nothing's going to change. And, you know, the, these are serious uh, charges against him. So I get the feeling that, uh, you know, and, and, he, and he also doesn't want to play in Houston. 
I think he might have to settle on staying in Houston, Mr. Clayton. I don't see him if going he wants anywhere to play, else. I think that's the only thing he can do. Hey, JB, got to run. Yeah. Mr. Clayton, have a good Saturday. We'll talk next Saturday. All right, friend. sounds good. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. If you call, I mean, I know that uh, we're having some phone line problems right now, which is, of course, a disaster on a uh, call-in show like this. Uh, Right now, we only have, like, one line open. I know we had full phone lines, and all of a sudden, everything's not connecting. But we do have Irish Mankey. Irish Mankey, how are you? Hello, Mr. Clayton. Fantastic. That's the power of the Irish, Mr. Clayton. Yeah. But, boy, can you imagine trying to do a three-hour call-in show with only, like, one line that's working right now? No. So I'm, I've got an offer. I'll help you. I'll help you stay busy till Matt can get things back online for you. You know, you and I can just make it uh, yep, yep. An, hour, an Irish show for a minute, huh? Uh, that, that would only make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Clayton, where's the, where's the Irish love today? As <laughs> uh, it always is. Oh, Mr. Clayton. Well, so are you going to... Um, Get out and uh, do your OTA today? That's no. outside training activity? I Questionable. I got a lot of stuff I got to get done, and so uh, I don't know if I will or it's, it's debatable. I'm going to try, but we'll see. Well, I hope you do, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's that time of the year. Everybody needs to get out and mm-hmm. shed those winter, winter pounds and blues, especially this year. Yeah, that's true. Yes, sir. It is going to be a good weekend. There's no question about it. Oh, it's Happy Father's Day, Mr. Clayton. That's true. And it's a beautiful thing. Oh, right on, Doug. Right on, guys. Right on. Have a great day. You know, Mr. Clayton, I know things are turning around. When I I look out in my humble little place uh, out onto Elliott Bay, like yesterday morning, Uh the beautifulest sight in the world is those cargo, those huge cargo container ships coming to port. Yeah. It just is. And the next thing that should happen, and I'm looking for them, it's kind of like bird watching, but it's boat watching, I guess you'd say, mm-hmm. is the cruise ships at 530 in the morning come, come sneaking into town here. That's next, Mr. Clayton. I'm looking for them. I'm, I'm looking them for back. those cruise ships. Yeah, that'll be good. Well, it'll be fantastic. So, Mr. Clayton, this is a big, big, big week for Notre Dame recruiting. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, the, 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 the next three days, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, some of the top recruits in the country are stopping by little old Notre Dame to, to see if they uh, would be interested in going Irish, Mr. Clayton. Uh-huh. How are they doing recruiting so far? Fantastic, Mr. Clayton. Uh-huh. Top five right now. Wow. And getting better. Getting better there. There, Kelly's got this year, uh, next year, twenty-two, heading towards an elite class, Mister Clayton. Hey, by the way, isn't today the day that they're going to start uh, voting on the uh, twelve uh, twelve team expansion, uh, going to twelve teams in the playoffs? I, I think it was. You know, uh, I, I well, at least have the meeting if her discussion's right, which. You and I know they'll they'll do yeah. that. Now you asked last week about it, and I didn't really know. But since then, you know, I've heard a few things, read a few things, and and basically, you were thinking of an eight 
18 uh, yeah, roster eight. versus the 12. Yeah, I think eight, uh, 8 fits me a little bit better, but hey, 4 is terrible. Four's oh, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. And the next, you know, the next progression, it just had to be, you know. Right. Th- those, those TV uh, contracts. You know, they they wanted more action. Yeah, they get two billion dollars in this deal. Yeah, and and it'd be more. So, but basically, the difference is between eight because I'm sure they discussed it. Mm-hmm. But but it was my understanding that the twelve was actually better because it does allow that fifth conference. You know, the the little ones. You mm-hmm. know, not the majors, not the right. It allows it allows the little ones. Uh, at least the the gl- the glimpse of or the hope that they might be able to place the team, and they they wouldn't they couldn't do that I guess or well, the feeling was it wouldn't happen if it was just an eight man right a eight team uh, uh, setup. Well, the way they had it with the four team was just ridiculous because oh yeah you, know, you win your conference and you don't get a chance to be in the playoffs. It's well, like... you know what brought that into play? That was the the bowls yeah. were, were afraid that that uh, it was it was gonna. Uh, kill their action as far as you know. Uh, the playoffs would 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 kill the action if it got any bigger than four. Right. They they just were you know the the pressure of, of the bowl system weighed heavy on on keeping it down. But mm-hmm. the outcry of the public now and the awareness that it's not going to kill the bowl. You know the 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 bowl systems, but. Right. Uh, uh, It'll work out for everybody. Yeah, it'll, it'll change things, but of course, some sometimes things need to be changed. I mean, yeah, it's like yeah, uh, but, the old but system. you know, like Swarbeck said, uh, it's all about the health of the game, right? And making sure that the game ha- ha- is growing and and you know, staying up with the times. Mm-hmm. And and it does with this new system. It does twelve. I don't. I don't think they go any bigger than that, do they? And at least no, not no, for another no. five, six years, they even no, contemplate what, thinking about at that. At least, you know, this this will take care of them until you know, like ten years or so. Just so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead so, of being so backward, which is a, which is a good thing, you know, mm-hmm. 12, twelve teams playing for the deal. So, who do you like, real quick, here in the NBA, Mister Clayton? As far as uh, you've you've got, uh, looks like uh, the Jersey Net guys. Uh, are going to be squeezed out probably right. tonight. Uh, how about that Atlanta team? Yeah, I mean uh, that guard is something else, isn't he? He is, no question about it. And you know that was an incredible comeback against Philadelphia. I mean, now down twenty six or whatever it was, and you know, they oh, came back as he may the, be actually the uh, the best player in the NBA right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I I don't know. I don't, I'm kind of like liking the Clippers. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you've got the. Wouldn't that be something? They, they, they get rid of the the coach that mm-hmm. just didn't seem to have any kind of playoff savvy, uh, uh, and and all of a sudden now uh, they're with the basic basic formula in, for NBA, which is you got to have two superstars on your team right. if you want to make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and, and let alone three, win a championship. Two, two or three. What about? Three. The blue collar team in, in in Phoenix. Yeah, they they've snuck up on everybody. Yeah, they're they're old school old school uh, basketball. As far uh-huh. as you know, they they don't really have that elite. They've got one, but 
they're they're playing the game the way it's meant to be played, and that's a, as a team. And everybody everybody contributes. No doubt about it. It's fantastic. Hey, JB, got to run. Hey, well, it's not JB, but I love the guy oh, too. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. That's okay. Go hard. See, you need to go hard. You'll clear. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. John Clayton shows seven ten ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. Well, the disaster continues because now all the phone lines aren't working. So uh, we're trying to find uh, some engineers to try to help us out here because, again, for a three-hour call-in show and not having the phone lines, it's not going too good. So we'll see where that goes. I know the numbers are 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. And I know we had full phone lines right when the show was ready to start, and now we have basically nothing, so we'll see where it goes. So in the meantime, we'll take some text, text questions on the, uh, yeah, oh boy, <laughs> on the Mac and Jack uh, text line. The text line is at 710-710. That's on the Mac and Jack text line. So from the 425, do you, Professor, do you feel that the Mariners rebuilding process, do you buy into it? When do you think they will have a real shot at getting into the playoffs? Well, I mean, I think I do buy into it because, again, you can see it's, I think, now the second best team as far as uh, the minor league system. And you can see a lot of these young players coming up and doing some good things. I mean, despite the, you know, 11, 12 guys on the injured list, the constant problems of, you know, get, p- getting pitchers hurt. And just to be at 500, that's encouraging. You know, Jared Kelnick, you know, had the bad spell when he went like over 38 and now went down to the minors. And I think he's had, uh, you know, four home runs in 12 games. So that's going well. So they've got good young prospects and I do buy into it. And the fact that Scott's service has, despite all these injuries, kept this team at close to a 500 level, I think that's good. So it's a year, maybe two years before before I think that you can start thinking playoffs, but the fact that if you can get to 500 uh, or this year, it does have a chance to do well. And again, we are taking your text questions while we wait for the phone lines to get better on the Mac uh, Mac and Jack uh, text line at 710-710 on the 360. Professor, break down the 12-team playoffs. What do you think that'll look like and when is it going to start? Well, it's like they're supposed to vote on it sometime this weekend, maybe as early as today. And, you know, the, the the thing is, right now, the way it is in college football, and that's why the four-team playoff thing just was so outdated, is you only have like about four to six teams that are there every year. I mean, you've got Alabama, you've got Ohio State, you've got Clemson. Uh, last year it wasn't LSU, but LSU is usually in the mix. Oklahoma's in the mix. And, you know, then that next wave starts with Notre Dame and some of the teams like that. Uh, but uh, there seems to be a big gap. And you notice there's no Pac-12 team in the mix. So I think the fact that if you go into the 12-team playoffs, then you have a chance to, uh, you know, get some things going and, you know, have some upsets. I mean, you know, Central Florida seems to be one of those surprise teams that get in there and they could cause some problems. But I think it's it's good for college football because then you have a chance to rebuild because, I mean, the two conferences right now that are a little behind the eight ball are uh, the Big 12 and the Pac-12. And so they need to find a way to get going and getting getting some playoff games and you know getting back some power in the in the national picture so i think those things now again oklahoma has done a good job i mean you know the big 12's in good shape acc's done a reasonably good job from the 206 who should the seahawks most be worried about in the nfc west this season uh i'd say 
the Rams and 49ers because I think the 49ers have a chance to bounce back as long as they stay healthy. But that's been a big issue right now because they've had you know so many issues with already with injuries and had they were injured all last year. But I mean I think Jimmy Garoppolo if he can stay healthy can help them out. Trey Trey Lance, of course, uh, I think ultimately is going to be a very good quarterback, and that's going to be something to worry about. Then you look down at the Rams, and you see Matthew Stafford down there with uh, you know three pretty good receivers. We'll see if uh, Deshaun uh, Jackson will stay healthy because, again, he hasn't in the last couple of years. But, you know, they think they're going to be scary on offense. I don't know about their running back situation. We'll see about their offensive line. And they have lost four starters on defense, which isn't good. But nevertheless, I think that uh, you know, it's a good division. I mean, you've got four, four teams right now that you can all argue that can be playoff teams. So I think this the AF, uh, the NFC West right now is very, very good. And from the 206, who should the Hawks be worried about uh, as we mentioned that, let's say from the 206, you talked about the NBA expansion today. Uh, do you think about uh, the NFL will ever expand? I, I, I doubt it. I think that, you know, they they like the fact that uh, they can spread the revenue for 32 teams. They like the format of having, uh, you know, eight divisions with four teams. I mean, it just all works. And why mess it up? And then also, where are you going to expand to? Are you going to expand into Europe, which I think, you know, would be very tough just logistically to try to get anything done. So I think that's going to be very difficult. And, uh, you know, where where do you want to go? Do you want to go San Antonio, uh, Canada? It's like, I, I just think that you're not going to see any kind of expansion anytime in the near future. And again, you know, the league is still trying to, you know, regain the revenue that it lost from last year. You know, somehow, some way, get to, uh, you know, the big number of, uh, you know, like $25 billion as far as revenue. All those things are in the cards. But in the end, I think you're not going to be looking at any kind of expansion anytime soon. And I, I, I question right now if there is going to be any whatsoever. So uh, stay tuned on that front. But again, don't be hoping for anything there. Okay, from the 425, what should a Seahawk fan expect first season from the offensive coordinator change? Well, you know, you can hear the positive things coming out of Pete Carroll from Russell Wilson. I think what you're going to see is up-tempo, a little bit more running. I think you're going to get rid of the ball quicker with Russell Wilson. I think that uh, they're going to be less predictable uh, when they come out of the huddle, maybe in the two tight end offense. I think you'll see more two tight ends. And so I think that uh, this is one that's going to work. I mean, it works with the Rams. It works with the 49ers. It works certainly in Green Bay with Matt LaFleur running the same type of offense. I mean, this is right now the offense that you want to try to go. And Shane Waldron has, I guess, done a great job of teaching putting everything in there, doing all that. So I think that uh, that's all very, very positive. So, uh, you know, I think you can look at a good offense and an offense right now that uh, you know, should even be better than it was, maybe not as it was in the beginning of the season against the bad football teams because it was really good scoring 34 points a game. But I think it's going to be a very good offense. But what we're going to do, come back, talk to Gary Hill from the Mariner Broadcasting Team and uh, get an update on the team right now that I think is surprising everybody. They're 36-36. and 36. They won 5-1 to one last night over a very good Tampa Bay team. Gary Hill coming up next. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.